Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name is Michaela and I am your host and I am filming this or filming it, oh my gosh, recording this a week in advance. Who is she and how organized am I? I kind of can't believe it. I'm trying to get in a better routine. I feel like I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast if you are somebody who has been listening to my new episodes this month, but Big, big goals for 2022 involve getting a little bit more organized in general and having better routines and just like feeling more efficient and better with my time management really to just cut to the chase there. So part of that means getting ahead on content and here I am one week in advance filming this. I'm not going to lie. I'm really proud of myself because normally I film or record. Oh my gosh, why do I keep saying that? Normally I record my podcast like a day before it goes up. So we're feeling really good today. Um, But basically today's episode is going to be all of my monthly routines. So this is going to be going up on the last day of the month or almost the end of the month. It'll go up on what? January... 26th. So it's almost the end of the month. And that means that you got to get ready for your first monthly money review. But we're also going to talk some career stuff too and a new habit or routine that I'm going to be implementing in my career as well. Um, just to really stay on top of things. So those are going to be the two topics of today. I have my handy dandy iPad next to me ready to go um, with a little bit of an outline on what we're going to be talking about. But per usual, before we get into that in the theme of January, um, I want to give you another little update on my digital planning situation. So I believe the last time I updated you all, the digital planning was going really well. And I'm back here to report that it continues to go very well. It definitely keeps me on a schedule and it's almost like holding myself accountable. Like if I put it on a list and I spend time to map out my day, then I'm really trying to actually have my day go the way that I laid it out. And that holds me accountable to like not getting distracted and not mindlessly scrolling, which is something that I've really, really had a problem with over the last couple of months, just like totally being unable to focus. And I think part of that is just being burnt out, which I touched on in my last podcast episode. So I won't get into it too much now, but Overall, every single night, I'll usually map out what my day is going to look like the next day. And that really helps me not like feel overwhelmed in the morning and not feel like I have no idea how to even get started with my day because I already took the time the night before to like map it out. So, so far so good. I've been doing this for about three weeks and it's really sticking. So I'm hoping I have every intention of keeping it up and hopefully, you know, improving it, getting better and better as we go throughout the year. One thing I want to do is start making like my plans prettier. So I'm still getting used to like writing on the iPad and everything. Um, It's a very different feel. I'm thinking about getting one of those like iPad covers that feels like paper. But for now, everything is going well. And like I said, I'm still getting used to the iPad, but I want to actually make my plans like a little bit more aesthetic looking and I follow Flourish Planner which is who I bought my planner from um, in general. Oh for those of you who are new I have an iPad 10.9 inch Air. It's the newest version as of 2022. I don't know what version it is. 
Um, and for my digital planning, I use the app GoodNotes, which is a paid app. It's like 10 bucks. And I purchased the Flourish Planner 2022 planner for my day-to-day planning. And that was $25. And then I also purchased her content planner, which I believe was $15. And so far, I love both of them. Um, but I really, really like doing the digital planning and my goal is to get better at drawing on the iPad and just making my plans a little bit more aesthetic and nice to look at because it's very satisfying and I really enjoy the act the night before of like going onto my iPad and planning things out. My iPad is totally social media free. I have no intention of putting Instagram or TikTok or anything on there. I do have YouTube and Pinterest, but I don't really count those as social media because you're not scrolling. It's more like intentional. Um, And with Pinterest, I have that for like vision boards and ideas. I really want to get into Pinterest this year and bring Break Your Budget onto Pinterest. That's a goal of mine. But Pinterest is so much freaking work. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I'm more focused on the pod for now, clearly. But that's my little planning update. And now we can hop into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is my monthly routine. So... I have one monthly routine related to my finances that I've already been doing. And then I also have a new monthly routine related to my career that I'm going to be doing. I will call it my career and break your budget because I feel like break your budget's kind of getting to the point where it's definitely a part of my career. It's not my whole career, obviously. I still work a nine to five and plan to do so for a while, but um, it's definitely a big part of my life and a big part of my professional goals, professional development, financial goals, etc. So I don't think it's fair to leave it out. But basically, my goal here is to share my routines and help inspire you to create your own routines or do exactly what I do every month. It doesn't really matter to me. I find them very effective, especially when it comes to my finances. Obviously, I think the proof is in the pudding and taking the time to check in every month at a minimum. I I say weekly, but my monthly routine is a little bit different. Taking the time to check in every month is so important. So we're going to go over A, why we do it, B, all the steps, and C, like how long it should take and the tools that you can use. So first things first, why do we do a monthly money review? Well, because you set big financial goals for 2022, I am sure, and you need to make sure that you are on track to reach them. And I like to look at finances on a monthly basis. I am not in the camp of planning your finances bi-weekly or by paycheck. I think not only is that so confusing, but like it's getting too far in the weeds, okay? We need to think big picture. We need to think about like what are the major moves that are happening within your finances on a monthly cadence. Um, Having one month, even though the months are all different lengths and like sometimes you might get paid two times and other months you might get paid three times, like it's just, at least for me and I think for most people, it's just easier to like mentally visualize and close. It's like almost a natural end to a cycle every single month instead of Every two weeks, like it's mid-month and it's just sometimes the months don't line up. Like it's just too confusing and I don't like it at all. Um, So I don't recommend doing that and I'm not going to talk about it because I don't do it. And like I said, I don't like it. Um, But monthly money reviews. So we do them because you need to be able to 
A, track your progress to your goals, but B, make adjustments to what you're doing based on what has been working, what hasn't been working, and how your life is changing. And you can't do that if you're not, you know, on a regular basis going back and checking in with your finances and what you have going on. So that's kind of the purpose of doing a monthly money review. I always use it as like a reset because, you know, sometimes I have different themes to my months and different seasons of life and whatever and like some months my goal is to like reset a little bit and that means that I'm going to be spending less and focusing more on saving more Um, in other months you know I have a lot more social stuff going on or maybe I'm traveling and as a result my budget is going to need to reflect that and this my finances don't look the same every month and sometimes I save more sometimes I save less depending on what I have going on in my life but checking in monthly allows me to kind of smooth that out a little bit as best as I can so that's why it's so important um Getting into the different steps of a monthly money review. So I follow three general steps and I follow these steps every single month, the same thing. Um, And I find that having the set routine and these set steps is so important. So tagging into the third part of this that I was going to talk about, timing and tools, I feel like it fits more naturally now, but I use the personal finance dashboard. Big surprise. It came up again. Um, huge fan of the PFD, obviously. It is my favorite fi- my favorite personal finance tool. I've tried out a bunch of apps. I have some apps that I can recommend to you. I like Truebill and I like Copilot. I do believe I have a Truebill code still. It's on my links page that I'll link in the show notes. I don't have a Copilot code, unfortunately. Uh, but you can check out Truebill too. But basically having a tool in place that kind of allows you to see your budget for the month, the variances for that budget, and what you spent your money on. Those are the three things that are the most important. Um, I use the PFD because I've built in a monthly money review tab as part of it. And I find that that's very helpful because it really lays the process out for me. I don't have to think about it. I can do everything in one place. And then I don't have like a separate notebook or something where I'm writing things down. And it's just... It helps me keep everything consolidated. I have a lot of spreadsheets and so I kind of like to theme my spreadsheets like my finance, my personal finance dashboard is like my personal finances, my money that I'm using, my thoughts around all my personal stuff. And then I have my business template that I do all my bookkeeping in and that has a bunch of different tabs that go through like my business expenses and my business plans and how much money I've spent and how much money I've made and the collabs that I'm doing and all the different accounts I have and all that kind of stuff. And that's a separate spreadsheet. And then I have my career spreadsheet, which is another one. But having these separate spreadsheets just helps me keep different segments and pillars of my life organized and consolidated. And I think that that's really important for financial success is being organized for a few reasons. One, because it just gives you mental clarity. But two, because if you're organized and you know where things are, you're less likely to ignore it. And I find that in people that I've spoken to and friends and peers and family members and whatever, people who are disorganized are far more likely to ignore their finances and pretend that nothing's wrong when there actually is stuff that they need to pay closer attention to. So that's just my two cents. But like I said, 
I like to use the PFD because I have my monthly money review set up all laid out in here. And it's set up step by step. So I actually have my PFD pulled out and I'm going to use this to kind of walk us through all of the different steps. So at the beginning of the month, you should have, if you haven't, you can start for February, set a couple of different small goals. Um, These goals can be catered around like your monthly increments of your broader goals. So say that, you know, you want to save $10,000 in 2022 for XYZ reason. That means you have to save $833 a month. So your goal for January could have been like, reach my $833 that I'm putting towards savings. Um, Contribute $500 to my my IRA or increase my 401k percentage by 2% or whatever. You know, hopefully those are laid out. Um, So that's kind of like, that's not the first step of this process, but I would say step 1A is just kind of reviewing those briefly and reminding yourself, okay, What was I working towards if you forgot? Real step number one is to go through everything, all your accounts, all of the tabs on here, and update all of your numbers. So that means you're going to make sure all of your income was tracked. So any paychecks you made, any money you made from a side hustle, whatever, any money that you were paid, all of your expenses are tracked. So everything that went out, all of your Venmos, all of your bills, your rent, all of your everything. All of your savings transfers. So if you saved money throughout the month and you've made the transfers or you have auto transfers saved up, make sure you've logged those. All of your investments. So any contributions to your 401k, any contributions to an IRA, any other investments that you made, maybe you bought crypto. Any debt payment. So if you paid off part of your student loan or you make a car payment, make sure that's logged. And then your net worth. So this is what you do on the last day of the month. Um, you go in and you you go into your net worth tab or whatever app you're using and you check in how much your net worth either growth or grew or declined in the month. And you can do this by just entering in the values of all your different accounts. I do this on the last day of the month because a lot of my savings are invested and I want to make sure I capture it on like the last day of the uh, the last day of the month because of when the market fluctuates and whatever. Uh, I just find that that's like the cleanest and most satisfying. So that's when I do it. But if you're a day earlier, a day late, honestly, it doesn't really matter that much. So that's step number one. That should really not take you too, too long. It's definitely the heaviest lift of the whole process, but it usually takes me about 10 minutes. A lot of people ask me why I do this manually or they'll be like, you're living in the 2000s, like, Or the 1900s, like, why don't you just use an app? Blah, 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 blah. I find that, again, so annoying. Um, But the reason why I do it manually is because I like to be as close to my finances as possible. I have found in the past when I've solely relied on apps, and it's not to say that I don't use them or try them. Obviously, I've tried out a couple because I recommend a couple. But if I am not fully immersed in my finances, meaning I'm not actually physically acknowledging where my money went. It doesn't resonate for me. And I find that I just don't make as smart or as informed decisions about my finances when I'm not doing things manually. That's a me thing. It may not be a you thing. If you don't like to do things manually, that's all good for you. Don't use an app. That's why they exist. But I like to do things manually for that specific reason. And I recommend if you are new on your budgeting journey, 
or your financial journey that you do that too. Because when you you when you have an app or you have it when everything's automated, you're one layer removed. Okay. And sure you can see that you made all of these transfers or that you spent two hundred dollars on restaurants, but you're not fully acknowledging that. Okay, you're, it do, it's not resonating in the same way. It's like when you write something down, you remember it. Same with this. So that's why I like to do things manually. Um, and that's step number one is updating all the numbers. Step number two is self-reflection. So this is when I go into my annual spending plan um, and I look at what I planned versus what I actually spent and where I was over or under. So because I go in and do this on a monthly basis, this is usually not a huge surprise to me. Um, I can generally predict and have made shifts within my budget because I want to make sure that, you know, if I know I'm going to be way over on grocery, but I'm way under on something else, I'll like make those shifts so that the variances aren't crazy. You can also, again, do this in an app. Most apps, all at least the apps that I recommend show you like how you stacked up versus what you have spent. Um, but this is going to be my second step. And the reason why I do this is to self-reflect a little bit. So first, I'll do like a high-level gauge of, okay, this is what I planned. This is where I actually spent. Like this is where I was over, under, whatever. And I really like to do this as like an overview first And then I go in and I ask myself my self-reflection questions. And now, since I have this monthly money review in my PFD, I answer the questions here, but I used to write them down. So if you don't have the PFD, write them down, pull out a notebook. Um, And if you do have the PFD, good for you, follow along. Um, So the questions are, where did you under or overspend? Why? Was it preventable or were you unrealistic? So usually... I've overspent on shopping, at least more recently. Why did I overspend? Because I didn't plan enough money and was it preventable? Absolutely. Was I unrealistic? No, I wasn't unrealistic. I just spent more money on shopping than I wanted to. This has been a a theme. Um, In January, actually, I did really good on shopping so far. Uh, I still have another week and a half to go, but I'm not planning on buying any more clothes. I actually made money on shopping because I returned a really expensive pair of pants. Um, But I didn't buy, well, I did buy something after I returned those pants, but that's besides the point. I still netted out as a a net gain, so we'll call it a win. Um, But this is kind of the process that I follow. So I'll look at all of those different categories that I had mostly they're my non-essential expenses my essential expenses kind of are what they are Uh, but my non-essential expenses I have a lot more control over that's question number one the next one is how does your spending make you feel so is there anything about how you spent your money that you're kind of like oh well damn I probably could have been a lot better or do you feel guilty about anything do you feel really good like do you feel confident in how you've spent your money this is important to ask too Um, because how you feel is how you're going to behave in the future. So if you feel really bad about your money and how you're spending, it could go two ways, right? Like you could either spiral if you don't acknowledge it and you kind of have this mentality of like, well, my finances have already gone to shit. There's nothing I can do. Or you can change the narrative and say, well, I didn't have a great month, but that doesn't define me and I'm going to change things next month. So think about how your spending makes you feel. The next question is, are you proud of the savings progress that you made? I love this question so much because 
this is obviously going to be objective based on, you know, your individual savings goals. But if you're unhappy with your spending, you're likely unhappy with your savings. And being unhappy with your savings is going to be the biggest motivator to adjust and fix and be better about how you're spending money if you're spending in a way that is out of control that you can control, like overspending on shopping or something. So I love this question. Are you proud of the savings progress you made? What could you improve on with your spending? So again, think about how you spent your money. Were there things that were preventable? Like maybe you ordered a lot of takeout and it's because you didn't do a good job planning out your meals or grocery shopping or whatever. Like that's preventable. You can totally improve that. Or maybe you spent a lot going out and your goal for next month you're going to improve on by limiting or reducing how much money you spend out in an effort to spend more intentional time with friends like it doesn't necessarily need to be like oh I'm gonna just my improvement is going to be spending less the goal should be your improvement is going to be spending more intentionally on things that add value to your life so really reflect on the things that didn't go well, why? Is it because you just didn't have self-control? Is it because you planned poorly? Is it because you were spending money on things that weren't important to you? And then what are you going to do next month to fix it or adjust it? Um, and this last question here is, do you feel like you improved your finances since the last month? Why or why not and in what ways? I love this question too because again, the broader goal for your finances aside from like saving money and whatever is to continuously improve. So every single month you want to be getting a little bit better, whether that's spending more intentionally, saving a little bit more, paying off more debt, increasing your investments. Like you don't have to do everything at once. And I think that's really important to remember. Everybody does everything or tries to do everything all at once. And it's just too much sometimes. So You don't have to do it all in January either. Like maybe your goal of January was to just build your budget and see if you could stick to it. Amazing. That would be an excellent sign of improvement. Maybe your goal in January was to increase your 401k investment by 1%. Amazing if you accomplish that. Like that would be an example of improving your finances and explaining the way. So Think about that in the context of your own budget for the month and go through all of these questions. The self-reflection piece is so important and I think a lot of people um, ignore self-reflection because it's less tangible, but if you write things down, it is more tangible. It shouldn't take too long and this is where you'll actually see like behavioral changes manifest in your life because you've taken the time to like think about the things that are and aren't working for you And then you're applying them. What a concept. Um, Okay, and moving on to step three here. So step three is the adjustment. So this is where you're going to go into your monthly plan for next month. So in this case, February. And you're going to adjust your budget based on a couple of things. So the first is like, any events or any things that you know are going on in February or that aren't. So maybe January you did dry January, but in February you're not doing that anymore. So it's likely that your restaurant budget or your bar budget might go up a little bit if you're going to be going out and buying alcohol again, if you weren't doing that in January. Again, just an example. Or maybe in February you are going away for a weekend to go skiing Obviously, you're going to be spending money on travel. You're probably going to be spending a little bit more going out to eat, things like that. 
Plan for those things. Factor them in. See how they impact your savings. Another reason why I love the PFD is because you can plug and play each month. So like I can go in and increase my um, February restaurant budget by $200 and it will show me how much I'm over or under my total income and expenses at the bottom, which I really like because it helps me like map out different scenarios of how I could spend my money and it's I'm a visual person so I love seeing like okay if I increase this budget that means that I have to take $200 out of my savings like am I comfortable with doing that yes no and if I am then great but if I'm not then it's like okay I'm probably going to be able to reduce something else or last month I didn't spend a lot on Ubers because I drove and this month I think I'm going to be following the same cadence so maybe I don't have to budget a hundred dollars I could budget 50 like it's things like that that you need to go in and do as the final step once you've done that you're kind of all set and you've set your budget you'll probably feel a little bit better and you can move on um This process end-to-end usually takes me about 20 to 30 minutes. Like I know it sounds like a lot, but it's really not, especially when you have the system and the process already in place. You're really just doing maintenance work every month um, if you're checking in on your finances weekly, which you should be. Um, But if you go in once a month to like do this full deep dive, I promise you not only are you going to reach your goals faster, but you're going to feel so much better better and in so much more control over your finances which is like the most life-changing feeling in the entire world I can't even explain it like I love feeling like I know where all my money is exactly what's going on it's so satisfying and it makes me make better financial decisions throughout the month and when things come up and I spend more money than usual or whatever I feel less guilty because I know that I can make adjustments the next month that are going to benefit me and put me back on track. Like I never feel like I'm overwhelmed because of this. So I highly, highly recommend starting the year off right and going through this process right from the get-go and set the right tone for 2022 by organizing your finances from the beginning. So that is the monthly money review portion of this podcast. And now we're going to go into my monthly like career routine to kind of wrap this up. I'm not going to spend as much time on this because I'm still working on it. Uh, But if you want to hear more about how I refine this process, I'm definitely going to be sharing more on Instagram, but maybe I'll do a little update on this in the next month, um, month or two, and we can check in and see how it's going. So For my career stuff, I have my nine to five job and then I have break your budget. So we'll start with break your budget, what I do every month. So I do all of my own bookkeeping and I just got set up in like an accounting software called Xero and I registered my business as an S Corp. So now I pay myself payroll, um, which I haven't done yet at the time of recording this, but I'm going to start doing one once everything gets all set up. Um, But basically for my bookkeeping, I do it in two ways. So I have my spreadsheet that I use and that's where I do all my manual bookkeeping and I'm going to continue to do that even though I have a system um, like a software that does it. And then I also will go in and reconcile all of my books on my own and look at like my P&L statement and just like my overall financial health for the month in my system, which is called Zero. So That's kind of how I close my books every month for Break Your Budget. And then a new thing that I'm going to be implementing on a monthly cadence 
One is content planning. So I kind of already do this, but I'm going to formalize it by like planning out full, like full month ahead what my content plans are going to look like under the guise that they're they're probably going to change throughout the month. Um, But I haven't done this in the past. I've really only, I just started it in January, but I used to only plan my content out by one week and it was just really overwhelming. And I find that if I at least have topics and I structure things, so I'm going to try and structure like each day of the week has a different theme, but it's the same every week. So like this is just an example, like Monday's budgeting, Tuesday's investing, Wednesday's whatever, career. Um, And then that's going to help me kind of like pull my ideas from different places. So that's a new thing that I'm going to be implementing in 2022 for break your budget stuff. And then the other thing that I want to do because I have this content planner is go in and set business goals and also do a month end business reflection. So in my content planner, there's this section called monthly review and it's like, what's one goal that I hit this month in my business? So I'd spend some time thinking about that. Um, it has a section that's like, what was my top post this month? And you can, you can reflect on that. What did I learn this month about my social media channels, brand posting, schedule, audience, etc.? So I'll go back through my analytics and be like, oh, what did I see went really well? What didn't go well? When did I feel overwhelmed? Like in terms of process and systems, how did I feel about things? And then what can I do next month based on what I learned this month? So maybe that's implementing a new content pillar or planning my content a week in advance or batching things or segmenting out how I schedule my, you know, break your budget tasks every day. Things like that. It's a lot of this is just self-reflection and looking back at what worked and what didn't work and being intentional about setting the time to actually do that. And I didn't, I haven't done this in the past and I feel like doing it going forward this year is going to help me in so many ways, not only like improving my business and leveling up all my content and providing more value and all that kind of stuff, but also just helping me feel better and feel less like I'm just drinking from the fire hose every single day so that I can then show up better on all my socials for all of you. So we'll see this year if this all kind of pans out nicely for me. I have a good feeling about it and I'm excited about it, which I think is really important. So that is my break your budget routine I know I kind of zoomed through that so quickly but like I said I don't want this to be too long and I want to talk about my career routines too so with career stuff this year I'm also at my nine to five going to be implementing some new things um I talked a lot about this last week on the episode about like refreshing your career for 2022 and boundaries and all of that so I won't get into that because I feel like I really got into that last week but in terms of routines and stuff what I'm going to be doing so I have a task tracker and I shared this on my Instagram and on TikTok and it went viral which was pretty cool my TikTok got over a million views um, which I love when that happens it feels so good Uh, it's so validating which is so sad I know but like When you put a lot of time into content and you have a video that performs really well, it just feels really good. Um, But I have a career tracker that I use and basically every single week I track everything that I'm working on, like my to-do list, the status, the value add, where it's applicable, who I talk to, what my stakeholders are, um, unplanned asks that came up, how those add value, and then I spend about five minutes every week going through all of my weekly accomplishments. And usually this whole process takes me like, I don't know, 
10 to 15 minutes a week. Like it's not a huge lift or anything, but I find that A, it keeps me organized at work during the day, which is so important because I have so many different things going on that if I don't keep a running to-do list, I will just not remember um, and I'll forget about things. And then obviously that makes me look stupid at work. So I really try to... um, focus on keeping a running to-do list but the other benefit of this is like having a point of reference to go back to for reviews or for examples of things Um, and just like not only holding yourself accountable for all of the work you've done but also being able to hold the people that you work with accountable um, if they're responsible for like promoting you or helping develop you in your career. I think it's really important to have, uh, we'll call it like a brag sheet or a brag list. I feel like I saw that word floating around on TikTok. I love that. I think it's great. Um, and it's twofold, you know, like you have your tasks and everything, but you also have record of all the stuff you worked on. Because if you work in a corporate job, I don't know about you, but I feel this like there's just so much stuff going on all the time and things change and trajectory changes and it's just hard to remember all the stuff you do and you definitely do way more than you think and you remember. And so having this list is so important. The thing is though, is like I have a list for every single week and that's a lot. And I think that this year what I'm going to do is round everything up at the end of the month so at the end of every month the last Friday of the month what I'm going to do is go and set aside 30 minutes to an hour on my calendar I'm going to block it off and I'm going to reflect back on all the stuff I did and what I'm going to do is try to aggregate things so if there was a theme to all the work I did or I did all my cyclical work like I have cyclical work I do every month I'm going to round it up I'm going to reflect on any feedback I got throughout the month so that's a big one Um, any like roadblocks that I ran into, um, just anything like that projects that I wrapped up, were there themes of things I worked on? Was there stuff that I wasn't able to get to? Did I get a lot of ad hoc requests? Um, did I have a lot of meetings, things, all of that. And I know it sounds kind of confusing right now because I haven't actually done it yet. So like I said, I'll come back and update you guys on, the progress of this but this is going to be a new routine that I'm implementing in my career I'll talk about it more on my Instagram stories when I do it but I think that this is going to be really helpful because you know when you think about your broader career goals it's so important to a at a high level be able to talk about what you do but b be able to share and provide that value and express that value in various settings so whether you know that's updating your resume or that's advocating for yourself to get a raise at your job or advocating for yourself to get a rate a promotion or getting a new role within your company or applying for a new job or having an interview or whatever being able to explain what you do not only from a high level but also you know show the impact of your work and the value that you bring to the table is so important and I feel like in the past I've struggled with doing this because I never keep track of what the heck I'm doing so I think that this is going to really help me, you know, aggregate everything that I work on because I work on so many different things and also be able to formulate what I'm doing and what I bring to the table in a much clearer and concise way on an ongoing basis. And then this also holds me accountable to the broader goals that I set in my role for the year, which if you work a corporate job, hopefully 
you know, you have annual goals that you work towards that you're evaluated on mid-year and at your performance review. And having this information tracked and readily available in an organized way is going to be like absolutely life-changing. And it's also going to provide, it's a tool, you know, like it becomes an asset for you and a point of reference and proof for yourself to, again, advocate for your value, for more money, which you deserve if you're doing hard work and you're showing up and you're doing a good job at your job. So this is a new thing that I'm going to be implementing. Like I said, I'm going to talk about it more as I get a little bit more into it. But that's my intention for this year. Um, And yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up now. I think we're at like 30 minutes, maybe 25 minutes, 30. And that's like my sweet spot for episodes. If you have any questions about any of this, let me know. A couple of house, housewarm, not housewarming things. Oh my gosh, housekeeping items. First of all, if you've made it this far, yay. Thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please go leave me a review on the Apple store. Um, I've said it a few times, but my goal this year is to really grow the podcast and put more time and effort into it and plan it and just reach more people on this platform. I love podcasting. I feel like I can be a lot more open and share more about my life on here for whatever reason. So if you like this and you like the podcast, um, go leave me a review on the Apple store. It would mean so much to me. Rate the podcast, share it with a friend, you know, all the things. Um, so that's number one. Housekeeping number two, personal finance dashboard. If you are a podcast listener, I have a code. The code is podcast one. You can get $10 off um, and that will be linked in the show notes. And housekeeping number three, my career tracker. Um, so much feedback on this. I was not expecting so many people to be so interested in having a career tracker. It kind of came out of left field. So Basically, what I'm doing is formalizing it and making it pretty and branding it to be break your budget colors Um, and just, you know, making it better because I think if more people want it, obviously, I want it to look nice and I am wrapping that up this week and I'm going to post it for sale. I think it's going to be like $20. TBD though, don't hold me to that. I have a podcast code too. Um, that I only talk about on the podcast whenever that goes live. It's going to go up by the end of the month. Um, so within the next two weeks of from when I'm recording this. Um, so stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram for that because uh, that's where you're going to get the most up-to-date updates. But this is going to be going for sale. It's going to have my weekly to-do list, my monthly roundup, um, a goals tracker, like an annual goals tracker that sets out like what you have going on, level of priority, etc. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be super, super useful. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and uh, yeah, I will catch you in the next episode next week.